as simple as it may sound, it's very easy to make mistakes. And as much as I've been teaching this for 10 years now, I still make some mistakes with it because I generalize. And we all do this. We make the mistake of thinking somebody is so good at something, they're good at everything. How are the leaders at all levels of management tackling the toughest challenges each day? That's the question. And this podcast is the answer. I'm Rob Fonte, and I'm bringing on the brightest minds in management to share practical solutions to those challenges you're facing. Let's get ready to jam. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Leadership Jam Session. For today's episode, I'm going to fly solo. I'm sorry to disappoint, but no guests today. I'm actually going to be tackling a question that came into me from Sarah, who's out in Tennessee, a manager down there. And her question to me is this. Hey, Rob, I heard you talk about situation leadership, and it sounded like you were a fan of it. I'm a newly appointed manager, and I was wondering if that's a course I should take, or is that reserved for a different level of experience and leadership? All right. Great question, Sarah. So first of all, I love situational leadership. You are correct. I am a huge fan of it. And and just a disclaimer, uh, I do teach situational leadership. I am certified. I have a member on my team who's certified as well. My company, Start to Leadership Group, we are a what's called a channel partner through the Ken Blanchard Group. So we are a distributor and we are allowed to teach it and deliver it to our clients. Now, over the years, I've been certified in a number of different courses, DISC, Emotional Intelligence, a Strength-Based Leadership course, you name it. Uh, and there's some great courses out there, but I always come back to situational leadership. And the reason why that is, is it's the backbone of leadership. It really is. I've tried many different ones out there or many different courses, I should say, always come back to situational leadership, especially for new leaders. So I'm going to walk a little bit at a very high level of why I believe it's a great course, why I believe new managers especially, so that's you, Sarah, yes, you should definitely go through it, but quite honestly, it applies to any level of leadership. It's amazing how, as you know, I coach a lot of leaders at all different levels, including executives, and some of the areas and some of the gaps that even they have with all their leadership experience is related to sometimes a gap in situational leadership. So I'm going to spend a little time just walking through the model, again, at a very high level, but I think you'll have a true appreciation of what it has to offer. It's not the end-all be-all, so let me, just, let me just put that out there as well. However, it does cover the fundamentals of managing people. Now, when you get to behavioral issues or employees that have attitudes or things like that, I have a different workshop for that in terms of giving feedback. But in terms of skill development, the day-to-day -day job of building skills, especially around confidence and motivation, it's a great concept and it is the backbone of leadership. So let, let me walk you through what this looks like. First of all, the model in itself is based on that we have different levels that we go through in terms of learning something. And there are four correlating coaching skills, management skills that align to each of those levels. Now, I'm going to give an example of what this looks like. I'm going to walk you through the model in this example. And I'm actually going to use one 
not related to employees or in the workplace, but actually at home. Because, believe it or not, we use this model every day. We go through it ourselves every day, both at work and in our personal lives. And I think me telling a story around my twin boys, and I think many of you are aware I have twin boys that are 18. On any given day, they're really going on three. But for argument's sake, they're 18, actually 19 uh, in a few weeks. And I'm going to go back in time to when they were boys who were first learning how to ride their bikes without their training wheels. So this was the day in the Fonte household, the big day, where we were going to take the training wheels off and teach them how to ride their bike. Now, if you remember the show, The Odd Couple, and I know I'm dating myself, but there was a show called The Odd Couple. They were complete opposites. Well, that's kind of what I have at home. I have one boy who is kind of a little bit of an OCD, a neat freak. He's Felix. Then I have the other one who's an absolute disaster. His room is a mess. Everything is just, it's just a mess. He's Oscar, complete opposites. So we come downstairs, it's a Saturday morning, and we're both getting ready to go outside. And Oscar's already in trouble because his room was a mess. He didn't clean it up like he was supposed to. So now my wife has him march back upstairs, and which kind of worked out well because that gives me time to just focus on Felix. Now, I'm going to spend more time talking about Oscar, but for argument's sake, let's say about 45 minutes into this, Felix went through the four levels and he was off and running and he was able to pick it up pretty quickly and now he's riding his bike. And as I'm standing there in the driveway and Felix is riding his bike on his own, Oscar is finally done cleaning his room and he comes out and he's looking at his brother riding his bike and he's like, wow, that's awesome. Now I'm thinking to myself, right. This is so not going to be awesome. So I take the training wheels off Oscar's bike. And, and again, what I just described to you, that level of enthusiasm and excitement, that's actually the first level of situation leadership. We call it a D1, development level one, enthusiastic learner. Once I took the training wheels off and I hopped them on his bike, he quickly moved into that next development level, a D2. And we call that a disillusioned learner because within minutes, Oscar was no longer excited and enthusiastic. Let's just say he was frustrated, starting to get a little bit demotivated. He fell off his bike, which I don't even know how that happened because I was holding the bike. And yet here he is on the ground. And his brother, Felix, at that moment happened to drive by and he kind of gave him like a little smirk and a little ha ha. So... I tossed his ass in timeout. So now I got I got one kid on the front steps crying because he's in timeout. I got another one on the ground crying. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I clearly did not have enough to drink the night before to be dealing with this circus that has just unfolded right in front of my eyes. Anyway, I'm trying to deal with Oscar, who's who's crying. And I I kneel down next to him and I say, okay, I'm going to give you some perspective here. I need you to know that the training wheels are never coming back on because he's sitting there crying that he can't do it and he wants his training wheels back on. You see, as a learner, you go through this, this phase where your confidence starts to hit a low when you're learning something new. And as a manager, 
you really need to provide a lot of direction, a lot of guidance in the beginning when somebody is learning something. But then you know you're going to hit this 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 D2 phase where where Felix, in this case, is feeling somewhat demotivated. He's telling me he wants his training wheels back on. And so I'm trying to provide him with some perspective and some encouragement. So I tell them, you need to understand these training wheels are never coming back on. So if you want to learn how to ride your bike, we're going to take the time. And I promise you, if we invest the time, you'll get this. You will get it. It's just going to take some time. So I hop him back on the bike. And it seemed like it took forever. But, you know, working with him and encouraging him and, you know, that magic moment happens where you let go of the bike and all of a sudden, you know, he's starting to do it on his own. He's wobbling. He's turning around looking at me and I'm yelling at him, don't turn around. You're going to fall again. Again, that's also a sign of that D3, that development level D3, capable but cautious learner. And that's because they still are lacking a little bit of confidence. I'm trying to build their motivation back up. And he's turning around looking at me because he's looking for that security blanket. And before long, with some more encouragement, he finally was able to do it completely on his own without any assistance whatsoever. And that's the final development level, a D4, a self-reliant achiever. Once they know how to do something, they're skilled and competent to do it, and they have the confidence to do it and the motivation, they can do it pretty much on their own. That's where they arrive on that specific skill or task, a D4. Now, I know some of you sitting back thinking, seriously, he's telling us a story about his kids, teaching them how to ride a bike. But let's be honest, we all know there's many correlations we can make from managing employees to parenting. This is a great example of that. Situational leadership is a perfect example of that. However, I know for many of you out there, what I'm saying is ringing true. Because if you were to reflect, even on your past week, you can probably find something similar, maybe even in your employees, that they're going through some of these stages. When they don't know how to do something, and if they're, if they're completely new to a task and learning a new skill, they will go through this model. The mistake we make as managers, we assume that they know how to do everything. As soon as you introduce something new, I guarantee you, they're going to go right back to this model and they're going to go through it. And you need to match your leadership style in order to help them navigate through that learning journey. So if you think about it, this model really is, and the way I explained it, it is the backbone of leadership. It applies to new employees and applies to employees who are very seasoned. But as soon as you introduce something new, there's an opportunity there where you're going to then need to change your leadership approach. Sometimes you're going to need to be a little bit more directive to teach, to give step-by-step -step examples. Then there are other times you're going to simply need to be a sounding board because you know they have the answers within them. They're just using you as a security blanket. They just need to bounce it off you, but they have the solutions within themselves. It's up to us as leaders to pull it out of them. That's the beauty of this model. And yet, as simple as that may sound, there is a lot more to it than that. I just gave you kind of like a crash course of a model of a very high level, but 
There is a lot more to it than that, obviously. However, as simple as it may sound, it's very easy to make mistakes. And as much as I've been teaching this for 10 years now, I still make some mistakes with it because I generalize. And we all do this. We make the mistake of thinking somebody is so good at something, they're good at everything. And that is not the case. That applies to all of us. We ourselves as managers are learners. I'm sure you heard me say this time and time again that managing is a lifelong journey of learning. So we ourselves as managers, we continue to learn and we go through this model as a learner as well. So Sarah, my answer is yes, absolutely go through that course. You will find tremendous value in it. It is my go-to course. It's the course I usually recommend first with a lot of my clients or new clients that come to me. And I also want to remind those of us out there who are second line leaders or executives, do not fall into the trap of thinking just because you have managers of people reporting into you that they don't need this model, that you don't need to change the way you approach them. Meaning that if there's something new that they're learning, and trust me, many times they are, don't assume that they know how to do it. This model applies no matter what level of leadership, no matter what level of experience your employees has, even if they're managers, there are times where you're going to need to teach and guide them because they may not know how to do something. And in many cases, psychologically, this applies to all of us, we may not be willing to share. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. How many of us, which I'm sure it's all of us, have been in scenarios where you thought to yourself, yeah, I really don't want to tell my manager that I don't know how to do that. So I'm going to try to figure it out or, or just work my way through it, right? That, that happens all the time. So as managers, you need to be aware of that. You need to be very observant and just know that there's many times where we do need to teach. We need to ask questions to make sure that we uncover exactly where our employees are, their development level at the tasks that they're handling day in and day out. So I hope that helps. And Sarah, once again, I appreciate you sending your question into me. And if anybody has a question or a scenario that you'd like to run by me, feel free to reach out to me through my website, leadershipjamsession.com. You'll be able to submit a recording and I will be the one that responds back to you and try to help you with that question or at least give you my guidance and advice on it. Thanks again for listening. And I'll see you next time on the Leadership Jam Session. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with a friend or colleague who you think might also get some value from it. I'm Rob Fonte, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Leadership Jam Session podcast.